Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello, this is your host, Kurt Sumner for Surveyor Says. Welcome today. Many of our listeners may be aware of the fact that NSPS took the decision that we should create a way for our members across the country and other listeners as well to get to know who our leadership is, or I guess I should say are, because as you know, we have a, a representative organization where each of the state societies that choose to participate in our joint membership program have a voting director on our NSPS board. The ones, the couple that don't have a NSPS director, they just don't have a vote because they're not part of the of the uh, program, but they do are allowed to have input and that kind of thing. But as is often the time, people know that there's a board and they know that there are people on that board, but they don't really have any idea who they are or what they do or why they're interested in doing this. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to to start this. And and I'm really happy today to have Dick Kleinman from Wisconsin to join me for several reasons. One is he's fairly new to the job, so he can give you some perspective from that side. The other is it's a bit of a continuation of service to NSPS from the state of Wisconsin. You know, that that goes back uh, a, a long, long way. David Scott from Wisconsin back in 1983 was the person who chaired the very first committee in NSPS when they began to explore the Certified Survey Technician Program. And from that, the program grew and grew, and today it's it's nationwide, and we have a lot of participation and th- uh, four levels, and it's just amazing. But having David be involved in that obviously was a big part of that. And then I also think back to my early days in NSPS, where in the governor's position back the back then, uh, I met this guy from Wisconsin who was just a really cool guy, and I got to know him and 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 love him as a brother, Harold Charlier. Uh, he's just just a peach of a guy, and and very well uh, informed and thoughtful. And I do have to say though, Dick, uh, one one of my very most entertaining times with Harold, I was attending one of the conferences. I guess it was maybe a fall, summer or fall conference, and it was in a part of the state where there was a a, a dog track close by. So oh, one evening we went over to the dog track, and I saw a different Harold that day. He was betting and having a heck of a time, and I mean, not that he's not, that that should be surprising, but it was just a different side that wasn't showing up in the meetings. So. Right. So for me, having you, and then of course I didn't mention Lisa uh, as our, our our current past president, and and uh, she's 
she's brought so much to our organization in terms of thinking out of the box a little bit and let's let's do things uh differently or or put more focus on things and and that's been great as well so um i'm I'm really pleased to have you as our first guest because uh, in a way i think it helps that you're you're not a freshman uh director but but certainly you uh you haven't been in, in too long so uh thanks dick for joining me today i appreciate it no problem my pleasure so we talk about people coming into service so ha- how about your path to get here yeah the nsps uh directorship was uh you know Somewhat foggy in my mind, I guess, you know, like I said, the the whole thing about uh, yeah, NSPS is out there, you know, I used to sit, you know, at, at the state level and um, wasn't too involved, but uh, you always wondered what it was. But then, you know, um, when Lisa Van Horn got involved, uh, certainly, you know, being from Wisconsin, you know, it brought it into my, you know, radar and got to learn a lot more about the, the organization and, and what you know, NSPS actually does for the um, surveyors at the the different states and everything. It intrigued me, and I guess you know, getting to this point in my career where it's I actually have the the luxury of time and uh, ability to to start giving back um, to the profession. And I thought, well, that'd be an interesting thing. I was never interested in the state presidency uh, type thing, but this seemed like uh, something in between. Um, so I kind of, you know, threw my name in the hat and, uh, it worked out well. So, um, as you said, um, new to the, um, organization just came on this, uh, spring and, uh, you know, the issue with this whole COVID-19 thing is, uh, um, really made it different for, you know, um, you long timers and us new ones. So it's probably leveled the, the playing field there a little bit, but. I so much miss the opportunity to see, you know, people in, in person and, you know, build those relationships. And, and that's what it's all about, you know, and, and everybody before I was, uh, you know, running for it, considering they said, yeah, you know, don't be worried. These people, it is because they're, you know, on a national level, they're the same as you and I, they're, they're in there and they're, they're surveyors and you got a lot in common. So, so that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And everybody, I, this this isn't going to come across the way I want it to come across. But we're we're just surveyors. I mean, we're everybody who's involved in this organization organization are, are surveyors, and some at different levels. But but we find oftentimes by the time people get to NSPS, they've they've been through part of their career at least, or a good part. And sometimes, as you pointed out, through state societies. Um, but that, all that said, when it gets to the final analysis, we're kind of all the same. I mean, we're, we do different things in surveying, perhaps. We have different jobs. Some are private sector, some are public sector. Um, but it, you're right about the camaraderie, and, and I'm eager for you to be able to be able to do that in person <laughs> with all these folks because uh, I know you're going to find them to be just unbelievably good people. Right, yeah. So you're... You were talking about you've gotten to the point in your career where this was possible. Tell us a little bit about that path. <laughs> um, you know, it's always interesting to hear people's, you know, how did they get into surveying stories? And um, mine was, you know, goes way back to the to the beginning. You know, my 
my father was of the mind that uh, none of his kids should be sitting around doing, uh, you know, lounging around for the summer. And he found me a job uh, early on in high school. And uh, at that time, he was involved in buying and selling real estate. And so he knew surveyors. But uh, the funny part was at first he knew uh, one of his renters was ran a upholstery business. So he found me a job with that guy to, you know, stuffing couches, as I call it, and <laughs> and thank God before I ever started. Uh, sorry, Lee. <laughs> that he found me another job uh, with a surveyor that uh, did some work for him, and, and I was like, couches surveying, what's that? You know, oh, you get to go outside, you know? Oh yeah, I'd rather do that, you know. So um, here I am, 40 years later, still at my summer job, I guess, uh, as I call it, you know. Um, but yeah, it was. What attracted to me was the the inside and outside, you know, mixture. And at that age, it's just, hey, you know, it's uh, something intriguing. And uh, my, um, how should I say, I was fortunate to start with a small firm. You know, we'll get into this as far as mentorship uh, discussions later. But I think that was a, a, a real good thing to be able to actually start out, um, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, crew sizes or, you know, at the big crew was three, you know, but most of the time it was a two-person crew. Um, so that's how I got in, worked uh, during the summer, and I actually worked uh, during high school, during the uh, winter. I had uh, late arrival to school because I went to work at the surveyor in the morning and then uh, left right after that and worked for the ski hill in the, <laughs> in the winter. So, uh, yeah, and then right after that fell in the full-time employment been there ever since so working for the surveyor part-time and working at the ski hill part-time uh, did that make you begin to look at the land a little differently and say wonder what this would look like on a map oh yeah yeah that was you know one of the early things you know that the mapping um you know i'll age myself there was a lot of light table and pencils and tracing and you know um doing stuff like that but uh yeah, you, you begin to get that sense of, uh, um, you know, what land is like. And and like I said, my dad was in real estate and we spent a lot of uh, Saturday afternoons and Sundays driving around looking at land uh, and he kind of specialized in farmland. So I probably tagged along with him as he walked the, the land, you know, seeing if it was suitable for his uh, ideas and stuff. So, yeah. So were you fairly quickly be able to say, you know, Dad, I think the line might be over here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, never got to that point, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. my father was a minister, so I didn't really give him a lot of advice on his job. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's interesting to to have those those two different jobs. And you mentioned the small crews. I've I've said this on the show before, and I've worked on a lot of show, small crews myself, and it, particularly when I own my own business. But even as I was coming along, but my very first job was on a DOT crew that had thirteen people on it. So of course we broke up into groups sometimes, but well, right, yeah, it took me a yep. while to get to the idea of one or two people on a crew. Um, yeah. Given the technology, that was a necessity back then. Oh yeah, know? it absolutely was. No, que no question about it. That's that's for sure. So right. you, that's where you started, and then that was uh, that was was that you said that was private sector, right? Yep. Yep. Started out uh, in the in the private sector, um, and and that's where um, again it was like a it was a 
you know, at most we had four people in the whole firm, you know, type thing, um, focused on boundary surveying. And uh, the one leading partner was also a land developer. So we would do subdivisions and, and construction staking and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I started out um, and fairly early on, um, I don't know how he got connected or whatever, but he had mentioned um, that the state of Wisconsin had an apprenticeship program in land surveying. And uh, my boss, Ron Weiss, you know, um, put that in front of me and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And um, we went to actually talk to um, another local surveyor and his young um, helper and um, said, well, maybe we should do this together or something like that. But uh, ended up. Um, I bought into that uh, idea. Um, college was just not in my family's, uh, um, you know, um, purview, I guess, or uh, possibilities. So it uh, it really appealed to me as a way to work and and learn. And so the at that time, the state of Wisconsin, the apprenticeship program was right through the state of Wisconsin, and it was a six-year program, um, very structured. You know, they had a whole um, list of different things that you needed to go through to get an experience, a well-rounded experience um, in surveying, had to keep all kinds of records um, and go through all that. And then also taking um, classes um, at the point in time that uh, uh, distance learning back then involved a typewriter and, <laughs> and mail and stamps uh, sending things back. Uh, so I took courses through UW-Madison, uh, the surveying, Fred Tomac was uh, my professor. Um, great program between that and taking math at the local uh, tech school to strengthen my math skills and went through that whole process. And, you know, I wish I could have gone to, to college for a lot of things, you know, for polish and report writing and, and all those kind of things. Um, but I, you know, I don't think you can replace that on the job um, learning, and I wish today's world would be a little bit of both. Yeah, I really agree with that. I, our paths are very similar from that perspective. I was, I was curious. Uh, you mentioned the apprenticeship program. Um, was that a through the state, and you could do it working for individual surveyors, or did you have to be working for the state? Nope, that was uh, you could work with any surveyor. So yeah, like we were going, it was a private sector surveyor. It was just a program. Um, you know, run by the Department of Licensing, Regulation and Licensing um, at that time. And yeah, started out um, in the private sector, small uh, boundary firm. And then I ended up going on to the big world down to Milwaukee for about nine months, worked for a uh, consultant engineering firm working there. And that's where I finished up my apprenticeship. We transferred the apprenticeship to them. Um, and about the time I finished up with them, uh, a job became available in West Bend at the city engineering department. So the, the difference was a 15 minute commute versus an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was a big uh, factor at the time. Um, so it took that and that started my foray into the public sector. Um, so spent a long career with the city of West Bend, actually 27 years with them working my way up from, uh, um, engineering technician on the survey crew um, doing that work and then ended up uh, sliding into the city surveyor's position about 1991 I believe something like that because I got my license uh, 
like the week I started at the city, um, June 5th of 1985. <laughs> and uh, so I had my license and that's a little difference. Uh, it's sometimes difficult to get your, you know, boundary experience at a municipality. Um, but West Bend was a 30,000 and, you know, population. We did a lot of um, certified survey maps and stuff like that, but uh, um, did one plat <laughs> uh, there, one large one. But uh, yeah, so went through that engineering survey and took care of all the um, surveying for acquisition. And it was really nice, to, you know, in that setting to be able to work with a city attorney. Over those years, I went through probably three, four different city attorneys and I always had a good rapport and it was really cool to have a law library down the hall, right? You know, <laughs> to be able to um, actually go through that and bounce things off of an attorney. You know, that was basically a coworker. Um, and then after that, continue on the career path, uh, basically um, went to the state of Wisconsin DOT uh, after they, they kind of outsourced our whole department at the city at that point in time. And uh, so I was looking to, to stay in the, the public sector and went down there. And, and this is part of expanding your world, you know, type thing. Uh, so my, my world went from a six, six mile radius, you know, type thing to, to um, seven counties, you know, in Southeast Wisconsin. And at Wistot, I, managed contracts uh, for survey contracts, uh, hiring consultants to do the surveying for the state of Wisconsin. Um, they're managing contracts and then managing the, the actual project. So then we'll get into later, I guess we'll wrap that up. And then after a while, then uh, I said enough of the public world uh, after 32 years in the public world. And uh, I was looking for new adventures and uh, approached uh, Ayers Associates. Uh, they were one of my go-to consultants uh, um, that did work for me. I knew they had a, a great culture um, and ended up going into the aerial mapping world there. So very much related, but I wanted to, you know, expand my horizons. Um, and so now I've been working there now almost three years as a, a project, project manager um, dealing with aerial mapping and um, trying to bridge the um, the gap between aerial mapping and surveying because they're both in our division, the land surveyors and aerial mapping are in the same division. So that's that's my route and where I how I got to where I am today. So from the way that sounds, it almost sounds like, okay, if we were going to create a model for experiences and being uh, exposed to such a broad range of issues for people on our board, that would probably be you because, <laughs> you know, oftentimes people go one side or the other. You either practice private practice your whole life or your government, your whole life or, or whatever. Um, and, and that's not to say that you still can't understand both sides of any particular situation. But if you've actually been there and you know yep. how that works and how those interactions occur, um, right. it's, it is really important. And uh, the apprenticeship program is, is interesting. And in, in my home state of Virginia, there is an apprenticeship program. Unfortunately, it's only really strong in the northern part of the state. But Virginia is one of the states that still doesn't require a four year degree. And so this program has been going on. I think I'm right about this from the maybe the 
late 50s or early 60s and uh, continues today and it's it's a uh, connected to the department of labor in the state and and all those kind of things and and so it does provide for those people who don't have the the opportunity or even the desire for that matter to go to school to the college level they still have a path to get there and you know you're not going to get physics and all the science that you're going to get but but you certainly get a good idea of what the profession's about and what surveyors do and it sounds like that's what you had a similar circumstance yeah and then you then you just add you know years and years of experience and and that's where things are getting you know you said understanding other people and i've gained a much broader understanding of you know um if everybody was just like me, the world would be boring, right? You know, and yeah. and learning there's other points of views, other other worlds out there, and and that's what I'm all about. You know, learn those things. Um, you know, the light bulbs go on, and as you're more involved in in state and national organizations, it quickly becomes apparent that forming a consensus is is a, is work, is hard work, um, and not because people are you know, um, obstinate or anything, but they, they come from different backgrounds, different worlds, you know, different things are important to different people. You know. Well, you're talking about transitions. I'm not sure there's been a transition bigger than the one in the mapping world over the last 40, 50 years or whatever it's been. Um, oh, yeah. Just that must be quite exciting to be involved. Yes. Yeah, it's, you know, when I started, uh, yeah, you, you know, as a surveyor, you know something about photogrammetry, right? You've done a lot of targeting, stuff like that, and you know, about stereo and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's been such an explosion like surveying has. I mean, the technology and aerial mapping um, is now we routinely do um, combination flights of uh, aerial LIDAR and photogrammetry at the same time. Um, and and it's basically, well, how can you have two flights and still be competitive? It's that the LIDAR is so great uh, um, that it saves us time on the back end in the processing um, type thing. And and then mining the, the data for so many more things. It's it's very interesting, you know, very, very cool data. And like I said, expanding my world. Of, I've been doing uh, projects in Idaho and Montana, Colorado. It was some really interesting topography, <laughs> you know. Um, Wisconsin's not exactly a flatland uh, state, but it, you know, our bumps are much smaller than <laughs> Colorado's. Yeah, two of my really great friends over time were a couple of guys from England who had come here and uh, eventually started a, a firm, and we did a lot of work with them when I was at a partner in a firm down in the southwestern part of the state, and then after I came here too, and sort of working with those guys and. And even the things we had to do to help them changed over time, of course. Uh, but just watching somebody sitting on a stereo plotter and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then it goes it goes to a whole different whole different situation. And un unfortunately for me and, and their families, too, they they've both are deceased now and both of them from accidents. Uh, one was a boat oh, accident, oh, one was bad. helping a neighbor cut a limb out of his tree and the ladder <laughs> fell. Um, but just just great people to work with. And and I think that's what's so important, uh, whether it's in our jobs, like with what you're doing, or whether it's in, in an organization like NSPS, 
uh, having those perspectives about listening to what other people have to say. Uh, certainly that's true on the on the public side, on the, the lobbying side, so to speak, or even just in general. Um, not always sure that other people we're talking to have that same attitude about listening to what we have to say, but nonetheless, uh, it's important to, to do that. So in a background like you've had, you kind of get that, you know, you, you have the, you're not, not been isolated to one thing. So that, that's really cool. And I think that'll be a big help for you and it'll definitely be a big help for NSPS moving forward. Yeah. I've, if, if you know me, people, I've always told people is if you ask, uh, three surveyors for your, their opinion, you'll get five opinions back, right? <laughs> That's correct. That's absolutely true. So do you have any, uh, I mean, I know you're just, just coming on board and I don't know if you have any thoughts about uh, the organization in terms of uh, things you're, you've seen or where you might want to continue to, to be part of the thing, or I, maybe that's a, too early to ask that question. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, uh, you know, going through our, our first uh, spring meeting, you know, which was ended up being virtual. I sat in. That was a nice thing. You were able to um, sit in on every committee meeting almost, you know, um, as we made sure they didn't overlap, I guess. Um, but, you know, at first it's like a fire hose, right, coming at you, trying to figure out what's all this going on. But, uh, um, yeah, certainly, you know, the, the workforce development um, aspect of trying to get younger surveyors involved and trying to increase that mentorship um, opportunities. Um, the education, you know, for some reason, you know, coming up my my way through into surveying and my background, it, it just seems like, uh, um, you know, I'm kind of like that, the demographic, right? You know, that uh, the, we got to lower the, 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 the average age of surveyors type thing. And, you know, I've been trying at, at the state level. Um, we had a case where um, the United Way program came in, did a presentation at our office, and it was about, you know, workforce development to, um, for in the manufacturing world. And they had a really slick uh, um, program where they really made sure the kids had a great rate of success working through that. And I'm like, the light bulbs are going on. We got to do something like that for for surveyors, you know, not just put something in front of them, you know, really support them throughout the thing. And, you know, unfortunately in a volunteer organization, you know, it's where we all get all excited about, uh, you know, doing this and then we leave the meeting and then yeah, now it's us and dead vessels and surveyors go out the door. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking, I think we need to actually spend some money. That would have cost some money to spin up that program. Um, in the end, it, it didn't happen, but it got the discussion going, you know, at a state level um, about doing um, the, the scholarships we give out is a good start. But, you know, I was looking to do something else. And I'm like, well, let's see what we can do at the national level. And NSPS is doing a lot of good things that actually I was going to just inject into the state program, the CST program and, and all these things. Why replicate that, but actually, you know, dovetail them. So that education, um, you know, obviously things are changing. I've been listening to some of um, your podcasts and when you're interviewing guys out in Oregon and talking about um, remote uh, virtual learning and new ways to deliver um, that survey, that four-year degree or two-year degree. I mean, geography hurts. It's, um, you know, 
How many states have a four-year degree in the state and yet they require a four-year degree, right? Um, so if we can work out some kind of hybrid and while this whole COVID thing is just making that, you know, um, so apparent that what you can do in, in that way. So that kind of thing, you know, interest in those two, two worlds and um, other than getting involved in maybe bridging uh, the gap between surveying and, you know, FEMA, USGS, you know, type like that, you know, the, the aerial mapping folks. Um, yeah, I've touched on a lot of things. I got to call uh, uh, Amanda and, and formally sign up for some committees. It's uh, been a, a busy time. Spring is our, our crazy time in aerial mapping. So things are finally starting to, to slow down a little. Yeah, one thing about you just mentioned the the uh, on online or distance learning for getting the education. Um, one of the things I've always liked about that concept is the fact that it it sort of works the way things worked out for you, where you're you're getting education, but at the same time you're getting experience, and uh, I think that's really important uh, for anybody coming into the profession. Yeah, learning how to apply it as you go. Right. You know, um, let's face it, uh, a, you know, a, a license is a license to learn. You, you should be still learning, you know, <laughs> the day after and 10 years after you got your license. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one thing that I found out through life is that you always need to learn something more. Yeah, it. like right now, I got to learn how to turn on a, a total station nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be right there with you. I have to admit, if I had to do that today, I'd I'd need some tutoring pretty heavily. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you don't even have to look through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. That would be that would be a bit weird. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, and particularly kicking off this this. NSPS director series that we're doing and uh, uh, I think it's a great thing to to be able to have this going on and get the different perspectives from people across the country and let our members know and for me the big thing is let members know that NSPS is just made up of people just like them um, right. and that's the most important thing I think and looking at issues the way surveyors look at issues not not people, uh, other folks doing that for us. So uh, I appreciate that and uh, being our, our guinea pig, so to speak, as we kick this thing off. <laughs> That's all right. But I do appreciate it. And uh, I, I, you got the word, I guess we are doing the fall the way we did the spring. You saw that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, was, that just had to happen, you know, with uh, Tulsa's a hot spot right now. <laughs> so we yeah, wouldn't, right. wouldn't want to go there. So hopefully we'll get back together in the spring. But I agree with you. I really like the idea of being able to sit in on all the committees. That helps us on staff to be able to do that. Right. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Well, thanks again. I hope you have a, a great weekend and uh, we'll be talking again sometime soon. Great. Thanks, Kurt. Very much appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to chipping in. And we'll, we're looking forward to having your input. So thanks so much. All right. Have a great Take week. Care. See you later. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. 
If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.